Welcome to the Purpose Podcast. My name is Rachel. I'm here with my husband, Zach, and we are so excited about 24 and helping you win your world. We really do believe that God has set you apart on purpose for a purpose, and today we're going to grow some more in it. That's right. Uh, if, if you're not watching, Rachel just gave a lot of sweet body cues there. Let's grow in it. Um, but uh, yeah, we, we really are. We are thrilled. It's going to be an unbelievable year. We're starting out uh, with some great stuff. It just we've been thinking and planning through February. Really excited about um, just being able to be a part of you being equipped uh, to win your world. And so we're thrilled, excited to join you midway through January. Yes, you're halfway through the first month of the year. You did it. It flies by. And so, hey, I want to encourage you. Uh, listen, guilt is never from God. And so what we're going to talk about today, um, usually the enemy uh, tries to throw a lot of guilt and shame on it, but just in general, uh, I, I really do believe if you listen to this podcast and obviously you want to grow, you want to develop, you want to win your world, you want to be equipped, I wish I wanted to encourage you share this, uh, talk about this with people, take it to the next level, uh, like it, share it, that helps us and it helps us be able to impact more people. Uh, but um, I just want to encourage you, there's probably been at least one area where you haven't hit the mark, right? Uh, we're, we're not perfect. You know, Romans 3.23, for all have sinned, missed the mark, uh, and fallen short of the glory of God. It's not about being perfect. It's about progress. So, and one of the people I mentor, she was in disciple. she was talking about, we should really call it a growing plan and not a growth plan. Mm-hmm. So remember, you are growing. That means we're not going to do everything perfect. And there's a difference between guilt and conviction. So guilt says, hey, you're bad, but conviction says there's more for you. So just remember, if the Lord's convicting your heart today about some of the things that you you said you're going to do, then remember, hey, there, God's way is the better way. It's the best way. So don't fall into, hey, you're bad and you're terrible, but rather say, you know what, God, I'm going to turn my head back toward you, get back on track and honor you best as I can. That's right. And, and also want to encourage you, if you're new to the podcast and you don't know what we're talking about, we make growth plans for the year. We have words and verses just to help us focus on what God is doing. And so you could pop back um, the last two podcasts we referenced that. Yeah, we talk about that in more detail, and it really is our passion. It has been the number one thing uh, that's helped me grow. And just this year, I try to share my growth plan with people. And uh, I, I have a mentor, uh, Brian Tome, a pastor of an unbelievable church um, in Cincinnati, Ohio, Crossroads Church. And I sent it to him. He's like, hey, what is this? Because we're, we're pretty new in our relationship. And so this guy's been leading – uh, really like a, a front-runner church in America for 28 years. And so, and he was like, man, this is unbelievable. And so I just want to encourage you, no matter where you're at, jump in on this. Yes, um, for sure. And so, uh, but again, if, if you're a part of Faith Promise, or maybe you do this in general, but uh, we are, I believe we today were 10 days in, um, nine days in to our fast. Yes. Right? Nine days into our fast, which is going to be big in what we're doing. But one more thing we want to mention before we jump into our topic for the day. Um, Also, if you're a part of Faith Promise, we have our marriage conference uh, coming up. Next month. And so uh, we're so excited about that. So if you are married, uh, make sure that you go to faithpromise.org, go to events, and, and sign up for that. It's going to be unbelievable. It's going to really impact your marriage. Okay. So today what we're going to talk about is it's such a big deal. Uh, you want to, you want to intro to what we're going to talk about today? Yeah, today. So maybe you are, you're going into this year and you said, I really want to be closer to God. And on our, um, I think it was the last podcast or the podcast before we talked about 
wanting to, hey, I want to desire God more. And so maybe you have this like, okay, I've really worked and um, made some shifts and changes to increase my desire to be with the Lord. And now you're asking the question, hey, I want to be closer. Like I want to feel more connected to God and feel closer to Him. And we're going to talk about the best way to do that today. There's two things in particular, but more um, is reading God's Word. But the other thing is really the relational component about knowing God and being with God is prayer. Yes, prayer. That's what we're doing today. Talking about prayer. Now, again, before either, there, you could fall on two sides. Um, well, you could fall on like... Uh, uh, well, here's the best way I put it. There, I listen to a podcast. Maybe it's been a year. I don't know how time runs together. A guy named Patrick Lencioni, who's amazing. He had this podcast that people come at something from uh, just because of different personalities. They come at things from either arrogant or ashamed. Mm-hmm. So like if maybe I could even ask you, hey, do you come at things when you think about something? Do you usually come from an arrogant perspective or an ashamed perspective? Neither one feel like it's they're good or right, but it's just to build a caricature. So like you and you have to pick one. So when it comes to prayer, Whenever you hear the word and you think about it, do you come at it from an arrogant place or from an ashamed place? Do you come at it from an arrogant place where it's like, I got that. Like, that's fine. Like, I I, I do that, whatever. Um, or do you come at it from an ashamed place? Do you come at it from a, uh, oh, my gosh, my, my you know, it's, it's just – it's just so hard for me. I can't stay focused. I'm not, you know, all that kind of stuff. I want to encourage you, don't let yourself fall in either one of those places. Uh, if you if you find yourself like oh, I'm just going to skip this podcast, I'm I'm fine on prayer. Uh, I just want to encourage you: your communication with Lord can always get better. Absolutely. Um, I'm so passionate about prayer, and I just feel I really do. I feel like there's, I feel like there's just so much, so much um, to prayer and to communi- communicating with God um, that I I just want I just want more. I just want more. So why don't you tell me if you're gonna define prayer what is prayer but and before that but also if you're from the ashamed side don't don't that's just that's not what god wants you to feel about about prayer that's not what god wants you to feel about prayer um and so there's a healthy balance in there and so again whenever i how i would define prayer is uh is intentional communication with god intentional communication with god intentional uh, talking with God, which we see all throughout Scripture, but then also we see very specifically in Jesus's life. Um, and Jesus is the one talked about, you know, or, you know, we learned about praying without ceasing in the Bible. But if Jesus had to go and get alone in prayer, then my goodness, we do too. So it's, it's intentional, specific communication with God. So Hail Mary prayers are would you qualify that as a prayer? They are a prayer. They are a prayer, but I would I would look at that almost I would Lord, I, I didn't study. I think the best thing to do is to think about it as like a it like a relationship. So think about your most intimate relationship. So if you're a student, it might be with a parent or a best friend. If you're married, it might be with uh, with your or should be with your spouse. Um, but you think about like your most intimate relationship and then just because christianity is the only quote-unquote religion that offers a personal relationship with the deity Mm -hmm. right and so prayer in the christian faith 
is that's it's even more special because you get to talk directly to him because and we probably get into this today but whenever jesus it says that now he sits at the right hand of the father interceding which we will talk about intercession today that's a type of prayer so he says to the father interceding for us in hebrews i believe it's 2 10 or 11 it says we are of like kind with jesus so like we're sons and daughters and so of of god so the it's not like a you know it shouldn't just be hail mary prayers like it's a conversation but when you talk about hail mary prayers they are a thing like if i forgot our anniversary um, and I haven't said anything on the way home. I call and I'm like, I, I am so sorry. I can't believe that I did that. I, I, I feel terrible like that. That's a, a hail Mary conversation, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, but it, it's still at least happening. Um, you know, so again, like I, I obviously it's not ideal. Well, you can't thrive on hail Marys. No, no. And uh, you know, no, you absolutely cannot. Okay. So we want to talk about a couple of different types of prayers I think that's one question that we get is hey I want to know more about prayer what should I be praying about yeah and so when you read through God's word and we can't get through every single type of prayers like when you read through the Bible you'll see different um, people praying different ways and for different things and we're going to touch on some of those today and my encouragement to you is if you say hey you know maybe you don't even have a word for the year we do a word for the every year and you say I don't pray very often and I don't know a lot about prayer you know it might be a great word for you this year and then as you read through the Bible reading plan every time someone prays you take note and you're going to learn from and then shift your prayer life to be more like what God has taught us in his word. So what are some of the things we should be praying about or praying through in the Bible that we see? Well, and before we talk about like specific kinds of prayer, I think this is a great opportunity like to stop and say, and just to bring it back, this is a conversation with God. And so you, well, let me phrase the question differently then. Hey, what should I be talking to God about? Yeah, I, I, and that, I think that's really what I want to make sure that we get today. What we want to make sure that we get today, if it matters to you, it matters to him. So, like, what, what's going on in your life? You know, like, we have something with River. It's not massive or anything like that, but it bothers me. And so I pray about it, you know. And so, like, the things that I think about— I. I mean, it, it matters. I, sometimes I'm not the Lord, obviously, so I get annoyed in places where he probably doesn't. But I I like to talk to the kids about what's going on, you know, with them. So, like, whether it's Pokemon or the book that JL's reading or whatever it might be, I want to talk about what they want to talk about. But then the inverse is also true because I would say even more um, detrimental or damaging to communication is not Hail Mary prayers or Hail Mary conversations. It's one-sided conversations. Mm. And so, like, I would say, hey, I, God wants to talk to you about what's going on in your life, but you should also be pursuing God in such a way where he can clearly speak into you the things that he wants to talk to you about. That's that's part of why, whenever you mentioned at the top, like, what breeds the most intimacy with the Lord is time in the word and time in prayer. We get time in the word, you know, second Timothy three sixteen says that the, the Bible is God breathed, 
you know, his, his word for us. But then prayer gives us an opportunity to talk about it, like, Mm -hmm. or, or Mm -hmm. to ask questions about it. Well, in a mark of maturity, and you see these shifts like as a parent with a child or in your relationships, as your relationship matures, your dialogue shifts and becomes different. You are able to hear something different from someone the more you trust them. As JL matures in her intellectual ability and in her emotional capacity, our conversations with her change. And uh, that's it's a marked difference between what we talk about with Valor what we talk about with JL. And so um, Mark, if you say, hey, well, you might know all kinds of things out of scripture and that's amazing and it's great that knowing is one thing intellectually, but having a relationship, knowing about someone is not the same as knowing them. So I can know everything there is to know about Abraham Lincoln, but I've never sat down and will never sit down and have a conversation with Abraham Lincoln. It would be an entirely different relationship and experience had I ever sat down and had lunch with Abraham Lincoln, right? And so Mm -hmm. I think so often we're hungry for more intellectual, more of the intellectual, more of the intellectual, and we lack experience with God. And because we lack experience with God and in his presence, we're not seeing the power of God lived out in our life. So prayer, if you really want to see the power of God be be lived out, you have got to be in a you have to be praying with God and then it's a mark of maturity. The revelation that you're receiving and the sanctification you're experiencing is a mark of maturity in your walk. Yeah, totally. And and we'll, we'll, we will get into like specific ways to pray to, to help you and we'll, we'll try to be pointed. We really are. We're so passionate about this. Um, it, it means a lot to us and it means a lot to us that you have it. Um, I try, I'm just trying to think right now like what would be the best analogy of something like I want the kids to have I so want them to have whether it's um, a meal or a toy or an experience like I so want them to have prayer here's here's a good example you ever go on a trip um, if you're a parent you've for sure done this uh, but you've probably done it with friends have you ever went to like a restaurant or to a uh, on a trip or whatever and you think oh so and so would love this like, I know we'll go somewhere and we'll be like, oh my gosh, JL would love this. Yeah. Or, you know, our mom, uh, we, you know we're, we're close to our parents. Like, gosh, gosh, our, our moms would love this or whatever. I, I really do. Whenever I, I have my journal sitting in front of me from last year and the one I started for this year. And I, I just think, oh my gosh, like how you would love this. But not just that, even more importantly, how God would love to have that time with you. Mm-hmm. Um, he would so love it. And just one more just encouragement um, before we get into specific types of prayer is Romans 8.26. I believe it's Romans 8.26. Um, and the reason I say that is because it says that when you don't know what to pray, Romans 8.26, likewise, the Spirit, talking about the Holy Spirit, uh, helps us in our weakness. For when we don't know what to pray, um, the Holy Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans too deep for words. Sometimes when you're in pain or sometimes you have a deep desire um, and you just sit there, maybe with your face in your hands or looking out, and maybe you're a lot of people like are nature people or whatever, um, and you don't know what to pray, but you are, you're just longing for the Lord uh, for whether it's intimacy with Him, whether it's Him to move, whether it's for Him to protect, whatever it might be. 
and your Holy Spirit or the Holy Spirit in you is just is just longing. And maybe if you're maybe if if the Lord's blessed you with this, maybe you're praying the Spirit in that moment or whatever it might be. Um, but that the Holy Spirit is interceding for you, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so I just want to encourage you: if you find yourself in those moments, you're not your mind's not wandering. Um, you're not you're not a bad prayer. That's not that's not that's not that's a lie from the devil that mm-hmm. people are bad prayers. You know. Um, you know. So either way, I, I just want to encourage you with that as we move forward. The Holy Spirit's going to help you um, mm-hmm. if you will just surrender uh, to Him. And so we'll talk about some uh, some some ways. Uh, of praying and so just the first one like we talked about hey um just talking with them about what's going on um and uh what one of the ways that i like to start uh in in prayer is i like to start with worship um i like to start with worship and uh, i know i've said this a bunch on the podcast uh but i'm a person just consistency helps me and so like i start you look at my journals i start every every entry with holy 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 is the lord god almighty uh, the earth is filled with your glory and you can see a lot of examples of worshipful prayer in the psalms mm-hmm. so when you read the psalms david wrote a lot of those and so often you see david talking about how amazing and incredible god is and that is what a prayer of worship looks like is acknowledging God's greatness and his magnitude what is it that is amazing about God what makes him unique and the more you learn about God Mm -hmm. as you mature in your faith as it will shift what you say about him because you'll learn more of how more facets about him how incredible he is what a provider he is how he's a healer how he's a deliverer how he redeems how he restores you know all of these things that God is and does how beautiful he is how he's creator and how he's present with you how he's above everything and close you know how he's everywhere omnipresent and as we learn about who God is this is why the word is so important because we can learn about God that's what the Bible is written about God and we can take all of those things that are intellectual and begin applying them to our prayer life yeah and and you know what this is um it wasn't the first one. I, I know I, I kind of skipped. Rachel okay. puts these together. I, I put that first because I feel like it is. it can be the easiest thing to go into. Like it, it can, and it helps shift your mind. Like gratitude, gratitude. I think, and worship are, are there. Because worship, even when you don't feel grateful, um, you know, when, I, when I'm grateful to God, I tell about how worthy he is, like none of them are circumstantial. So no matter if uh, I feel like I'm crushing it, no matter if I feel good about myself, he's still God. He's still worthy. He's still holy. He's still omniscient. He's still omnipotent. He's still all grace, all love. All, like He's still these things. And when I do it, and sometimes, and we've been trying to do this on the weekends even, sometimes you need a physical uh, manifestation or a physical force to yourself of what you're trying to experience spiritually. So like physical representation of what is happening spiritually, getting on your knees, Mm -hmm. uh, worshiping in your hands. That's right. And so like for me, like I I've shifted to instrumentals, uh, cause so my mind doesn't wander. Um, and I want to hear God's voice. So I'm trying to know voice, but sometimes it'll hit like, and I know this song, I don't know the songs like you do, but it'll hit. And like, I'll feel prompted by the Holy spirit. I want you to sing. And again, that's not, I'm not a good singer, as we've experienced on the podcast uh, a time or two. But if he says to sing, mm-hmm. I'm going to sing. 
Um, and so like that's a, for me, <clears throat> that's a physical representation of my internal surrender. So again, uh, one of the great ways is, and just to give you a specific verse, my verse that I always go to is, is Psalms 100. I enter your court with thanksgiving and I enter your courts with mm-hmm. praise. Mm-hmm. And so I praise him and I thank him. I think that's, that's a, it's such a good way uh, to, to pray. So we pray that. So what, what's another way we pray? So another thing we want to pray is repentance, repentance, prayers of repentance. Is there a verse that you'll use like off the top of your head? Confess your sins one to another. Yeah. I think that's First John 1, 9. I always get it mixed up. Yeah. First John 1, 9, which, hey, these are, the reason I asked that and we didn't prepare for this is you have to have that. You have to, when, when there's things I'm, I'm not telling you. And Rachel gives me a hard time because she knows the word so well. She doesn't know where it is in the Bible, but she knows it's I in there. I really struggle with addresses. Um, which is fine. You, the, the Google machine can tell you where verses are, right? Um, I, which I use all the time. Mm-hmm. But whenever I ask you, hey, what verse do you go to for repentance? Mm-hmm. You better have it. Mm-hmm. Um, so like whenever I was younger, it was Romans 8.1. And I'm telling you, there were times when I was drowning. Mm-hmm. I was drowning in shame and mm-hmm. guilt mm-hmm. and condemnation. I was drowning in the lies of the enemy, but I had that in my heart. You know, ro- or, uh, Psalms. Well, the kindness of God leads us to repentance. That's the other one. For yeah, so, mm-hmm. Psalms one nineteen says that like that that your word I hide in my heart, so I might not sin against yeah. you. And so, like if if you were if you were getting arrested, or like if you were a POW, a prisoner of war, and you had something that's going to help you, you're going to hide that thing, swallow the key, whatever you have to do. And so, like I, we would hide these verses in our hearts, you know. And so for me, one really has helped me in this season. And this is kind of maybe leads into another. But again, prayer repentance is huge. But First Peter five seven that says, cast your cares on me, I'm paraphrasing, but cast your cares on me because I love you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and so whenever I repent, uh, I, I kind of repent. This is, re- for me, I, would, I call it repentance and posture. And so this is a prayer of repentance and posture. I'll do First Peter 5, 7, uh, and, but also, which this will kind of be all throughout, but praying scripture is mm-hmm. obviously massive. Uh, but First Peter 5, 7, uh, I, and I confess them, and I write them down. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I feel led to write what I'm asked the Lord to replace with. So if I'm if I'm struggling with doubt, I, I'll write down faith. Uh, if I'm struggling with with fear, I'll write wh- wh- whatever it might be, and I'll, I'll cross the one out and I'll write that one in. Um, but just repentance, I think repentance leads you into posturing and so when it drags into the light if you can just be for a second the things the sin that you have you don't experience freedom from that if you're not willing to deal with it and the only entity in all of creation that can deal with your sin is god the only one who offered a solution to it is jesus you need the forgiveness of God. You need the righteousness of Christ. Yeah. And it humbles you. It shifts your posture. It humbles you and frees you to come into the presence of God. You're having a conversation with God to look to look at God and to say, hey, I, you are so kind to me and so good. I can trust you even in my most shameful place. Yes. So I'm going to bring my most shameful place to you, Lord, and I'm going to I'm going to allow you, Holy Spirit, to expose me to myself. And I'll tell the Lord, hey, Lord, I don't really, you know, I feel like, hey, here's here's my standard stuff or whatever. But you can ask the Lord in those moments, hey, Holy Spirit, what is it that I need to repent of that I've not been aware of? Yeah. What are some that I don't want to repent of? Because yeah. there are some idols we don't want to lay down. 
Yeah. And I ask the Lord to help me know and see with his eyes the things that I'm doing, the things that I'm thinking, the things that I'm feeling. And then I confess those. I'll either write it down or say it out loud. And then the Lord can deal with it. But if I'm not willing to confess it to the Lord, I'm never going to confess it to another person. And the word's pretty clear that the things that we need repentance and freedom from, if we first have to do that with the Lord, and then we need to take it to somebody else so that we can walk in accountability and victory yeah, together. James, James 5, confess yourselves yes. one another. Uh, yeah, we go, to, we go to God for healing. We go to each other for forgiveness, which is yeah. a, a crazy. Yeah. No, we go to God for forgiveness, each other for healing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I do think that repentance segues in it prayer into does. posture and mm-hmm. so the, but i want to reiterate what rachel said very 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 rarely is god going to yank out of your hand a sin an addiction a struggle the literal but but I, there's good news for that so the literal definition of repentance is to turn your head and so like to turn your head away so like whatever you're focusing on and i'll give you a, a very vivid example like when this became real to me here in a second but repentance is just turning your head uh so from wherever you're looking at to god right which i I know i mentioned this i want to do a video uh i I think this is the best representation you have your head down in your sin and i I want to put my head underwater and then you you lift up and when you look up and you can breathe and you can see like that is that's repentance but the good news I, i want us to have is that you can still be struggling or holding your sin and look up. Mm-hmm. It didn't say like you have to be clean. It didn't say it to be perfect. It just said you have to repent. You have to, you look up and he's faithful and just forgive us our sins mm-hmm. and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. But to look up first. I remember when this became real to me, I don't know how old I was. I was, I, you know, I was maybe 13, 14. And I just looked at, I just looked at porn and which is a real struggle for me when I was younger. And I remember like just being impressed on by the Lord that he wanted to spend time with me. And I walked out of my room and I walked in the living room and I opened my Bible and I I don't remember what I read. I don't remember, like the Lord didn't show up in the room, but I remember opening it and feeling that he wanted me there. And I I turned my head, like I'm still, I still feel really dirty. I still feel like I I did, I, I stepped into sin, but he still wanted me. And so, like, you can still have, like, struggle, sin, um, dirt on you and turn your head, and you're not going to find a God who's looking down on you or upset when you find a Abba Father who, who wants to hear from you. Well, and it's easier to experience to what God wants to do is transform us. And if he has to discipline us to get us to turn our head to him so that he can help us walk in forgiveness, he will because he loves us. And so I just repentance, praying and repentance and then posturing yourself to receive um, from the Lord is so good. There's one. I want us to just talk about one more type of prayer. I think um, supplication is easy, which is the things that we feel like we need. You know, mm-hmm. taking, posturing ourselves, bringing God. I think everybody's pretty good. We kind of do that. E- even unbelievers do that naturally. The the statistics show that more people pray than say are they are Christians. Absolutely right. And so yeah, I think we do that because it. I think it's Ecclesiastes three eleven. You know, God's put eternity in the heart yeah. of every person. So. People pray, even mm-hmm. if they would say they're 
whatever. God, please save this person. God, mm-hmm. please save me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But I do think it's important for us to touch on for just a Come second on, prayers on, of intercession Come on now. and warfare. Um, you know, Ephesians 6 says uh, that we put on the helmet of salvation. We have the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. So that to to that end, alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all saints. So God's telling us part of when we put on the armor of God is we pray, we talk to God, and we go to him for other people in our lives. And praying, that is a weapon of warfare in the spiritual. And so one of our most powerful resources is literally going to God. He is... He is the most powerful. 100%. He is omnipotent. And when we, ch- and sovereign and trustworthy. And so when we have all of these things going on in our life, we see people struggling or wrestling, we see them in bondage, we see them in sin, we see them in addiction. What our, our part of what see, we see victory in, part of fighting back, is literally going into our prayer closet, closing the door, and seeking the face of God on behalf of that person. Mm, so when I put the kids to bed at night, just if you're a parent in the room or on in your room, not in this room, whatever. If you're a parent and you're listening to this, when I pray over the kids at night, I pray the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. And then every night I pray the helmet of, and then they'll repeat it. I'll say, God, I pray the helmet of salvation. The breastplate of righteousness. righteousness, the belt of truth, the sandals of gospel of peace. In their uh, and I'll, I'll, whatever hand is uh, less dominant, I'll say in their left hand the uh, the shield of faith, in their right hand the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Um, praying for mm-hmm. praying for saints on all occasions, and so that I, I just want to encourage you that that should be one of those things you can pull out as well, but. I, I love this so much. There's, think about it, helmet, breastplate, belt, shoes, shield. There's just the one, and maybe offense. you've heard this, there's uh-huh. just one offense. And it says there in Ephesians 6 that that is the Word of God and prayer, right? Which has to be powered by the Holy Spirit. If you have the Word of God without, if you have the Word of God without the, in, the power of the Holy Spirit, the mm-hmm. transforming power and belief, it's just information, mm-hmm. not transformation. And if you have prayer uh, without the Holy Spirit, um, you're just, uh, it, it's an intellectual pursuit. So this deal of warfare prayer, of doing that, um, again, like we see, we see Jesus do this, but that same, Ephesians 6 is probably the most um, concise topic of it, but just for you to remember, um, and, and I think if you're listening to this, you're passionate in some way. Mm-hmm. But remember this, because when you think about warfare prayer, when you think about uh, intercession, if that feels too spiritual for you, then maybe the Bible feels too spiritual for you, uh, which would be a problem. But Ephesians 6.12, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against powers of this dark world, uh, against forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Now, again, is that spiritual? Yes. Uh, But whenever you think about how you care for yourself, for others, for your community, if all of it's natural, then we shouldn't be surprised that we're only getting natural results. Yes. Well, and I think another place, if you say, hey, where, so I see all these individually in places, but if you look at 1 Timothy 2.1, it kind of 
Paul kind of lumps everything together for us. It says, first of all, then I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people. And what he's doing here, if you look at 1 Timothy 1 and then um, 1 Timothy 2, he's talking about, he's telling them how to live a gospel life. And part of living the gospel is praying. And he's saying, all people all sorts of prayer there is no you don't get to say well I live out the gospel I've experienced the gospel and then never talk to God so I I really do I I challenge you if you say well I've given my life to the Lord I'm following Jesus and you never talk to God I'm I I'm going to challenge you in that and say hey did you really surrender your life to the Lord yeah. because there will be plenty of people who get to heaven and say Lord Lord but I did this and I did this well you can do all kinds of good things that is not what gets you um, into heaven it's not what what's not what get, allows for you to experience eternity and really you're missing it's not about fire insurance hey i want to go to heaven when i die and i just want to live like hell while i'm on earth yeah. you are missing out on heaven right now you can experience it right now that's what god's word tells us that's right living god's way and so the gospel way of living kingdom living is praying all sorts all sorts of prayer yeah. for all people yeah so we want to encourage it just to just to write these down practice these pray in worship uh, pray in God's word, pray in repentance and posture and pray in intercession. Mm -hmm. And I just want to encourage you to talk about Rachel. And this was my word for the year last year um, in Isaiah 54, 17, no weapon formed against you will prevail, will prosper. You will refute every tongue that accuses you. So you will refute it. So you will pray. You, it doesn't say it's going to be done for you. Mm -hmm. It says that you will do it. This is the heritage of the service of the Lord. This is the vindication. From, that word vindication means to prove right. Yeah. So how we pray, how we live, it proves right to the world what God says about us and what God says about them. Yes. And so like this is, this is massive. And prayer is an essential part of winning your world. And uh, I still love something that Pastor Kyle has taught us, something he said, so good. He says, because uh, when you think about evangelism, which can be scary, he said, uh, always talk, talk to God about people before you talk to people about people. Mm -hmm. And so before you talk to somebody about the Lord, gosh, I mean, just pray, pray for him, be broken for him, ask, yeah, all, all that kind of stuff. But there's there's one more prayer, and then we'll, we'll wrap up. But another kind of prayer, is praying with other people. Now, listen, you're going to feel how hard this is. You're going to feel how awkward this is. When's the last time you grabbed somebody by the hand you, 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 or you sat, whatever, besides at a meal, and you said, hey, can I pray for you? If you're, if you're a husband, and you listen, if you're a wife, listen, if you're a friend, listen to this. When's the last time you grabbed somebody and say, let me pray for you? <clears throat> over the break, I just, um, over, when I say over the break, between like, Christmas and New Year's, I just, I, I was overwhelmed by the year um, and just begging God to move in some ways. And I just, I just got into a place where I was overwhelmed and I just felt emotionally and spiritually overwhelmed. And so Rachel sees it and <clears throat> Rachel would pray for me, but I had my armor bearer bear it. And, I, and I, we went and worked out and I said, Hey man, can you just sit in the sauna with me for a minute and me tell you what's going on? And we sat in this sonnet for one person, but we squeezed in there. Um, and uh, we're sitting in there. And I said, I just tell him, hey, here's what's going on, whatever. And he says, just let me pray for you. Mm -hmm. And we sat in there. Um, and the Lord so ministered to me in that time. And so 
I really do believe that one of the most powerful things we could do is not just pray for people, but pray with people. And if you're somebody who God has gifted you to be able to pray and that that's a passion for you, uh, I, I just want you to, from the, here on out, I want you to feel as a responsibility that you're to share that with other people. Mm-hmm. That's why we're doing our prayer gatherings online so as many people can join. So those are at Monday at 1230 right there right during your lunch break and at on Thursdays at 8.30 in the evening so you can join with your group or your family or, or whatever mm-hmm. that might be. But, and they're only 30 minutes. Yep, they're 30 minutes. I think it's important, you know, when Jesus is talking about how we pray, he says, hey, I don't want you to do these big, loud, boisterous prayers. And one of the reasons he's talking about that is because in Jewish culture, it was like prayer was this pillar of piety. So they would stop at different times and they would pray out loud. And some people would do this in a manner that attracted attention because they were being obedient and they were following the rules and they were better, right? And Jesus' concern wasn't that they were praying in public. That's not what he is saying don't do because he tells you to go, don't pray in public, but go into your closet, shut the door. What he's saying is, hey, when we pray with people and for people, It is not about our own selfish gain. It's not about affirming yourself. It's about being with the Lord. And so prayer is designed to focus on God and allow him to be in the middle of the conversation. So we're not going to heap up empty praises. We're not going to just be mindless when we're praying for people and just repeat things that we've heard because we know it's the thing that we should pray and that feels good. But literally... What Jesus tells us he wants is he wants earnest hearts that desire God to be present with us. And he wants us to be honest in wherever we are. And sometimes you don't really have the right words to say. And so grabbing somebody's hand, which might seem weird, or putting your hand on their shoulder and saying, Lord, I don't even know what to say, but I know that you're real and you're good and worshiping God right there with that person and then asking God to make himself known in the moment. You don't have to be, I think we put all this pressure on ourselves. Well, I don't really know how to pray really well, or I don't know how to do it perfectly. That isn't the purpose of prayer. Nowhere in the word does it say that. The word is, hey, it is a prayer is designed for you to be in relation. You're designed to be in relationship with God. Prayer is how you do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we, we just couldn't, be more passionate about you uh, walking in this joy that we get to have in in praying. And so, mm-hmm. hey, just some just to give it to you uh, for you to win your world, your your win win steps, your what is next step. Have some time, a specific place, a focused time, not when you're driving, but a focused time where you pray. You're alone with the Lord. Turn your phone off, or you take your watch off and pray. And <clears throat> your who is next step? Who is it? that you should be praying for and doing battle for, like mm-hmm. we see in Ephesians 6. You're called to win your world, and your prayer life with the Lord is paramount to you walking in it. We love you. We can't wait to see you. We'll see you in two weeks. Mm-hmm.